Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Terms visit mcdonalds.com.au AFL Trade Exchange. For Ream, install a Ream, Australia's favourite in hot water. And Repco Authorised Service. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio, Engine in Germany, proven Australia trade up to Continental Tyres. This trade period, Riley Beveridge and Kel Toomey getting you through the next hour. So, Kel, spent some bit of time at the Combine this weekend. How'd you go? I did, Riley. So did you. Big couple of days at Margaret Court Arena on Sunday and also interviews, of course, across Friday and Saturday at Marvel Stadium. So, yeah, I always enjoy the Combine. It's good mm. to see all the players back in one spot. Again, for the first time since 2019, about 70 players um, across that time. And we'll get to the results and, and the best performers a little bit later in the hour. But there's 700 or so club interviews across the, the players. So uh, some players having upwards of 15 chats, some clubs having more than 30 interviews across that time too. So a few recruiters with uh, weakened voices, I think, mm. on Monday. But all in all, uh, a worthwhile couple of days. And it was an intriguing weekend in the sense that a lot of clubs got together in their spare time and yeah. list managers and recruiting managers catching up and chatting about what could come in the next 72 hours or so. Yeah, if, if there were a few more uh, cafes open in Docklands, <laughs> they would, would have probably got a few, a few more <laughs> coffees sold, I think. <laughs> oh, yes, you're very right about that. But we will get through some of the big trades still to come before Wednesday night's deadline. I want to start with yep. Luke Jackson. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot happening, isn't there? So um, still 20-odd players, I think, right in the mix to find new homes. And there's going to be um, some consternation ahead of Wednesday night's uh, trade deadline, which, of course, will come at 7.30, and we'll be able to catch all of that on afl.com.au and AFL Trade Radio. Yeah, Luke Jackson, I think, is clearly a, a big uh, one heading into these final few days. I do think there's been some some ground made there. Um, in my view, I think it looks something like a pick 13, a future first round pick, and what I think could be potentially Fremantle's future second round pick that's tied to the tied Dockers. To, tied to Dockers or North? I would say it'd be tied to the Dockers. I don't. Okay. I, I think I think North Melbourne's pick, the one they accrued via the Griffin Logue deal, um, the Dockers, if you wanted to hold on to that one, yes. pretty carefully. So I, I would imagine that that'd be um, their stance on on that selection. Um, of course, um, I'm sure that the demons would be would be eyeing that one, but um, I, I think it's likely to return and see that Jackson and either a future late pick, which could be that pick tied to the Bombers, if it does come through the Sam Wiedemann trade, if it's a future third rounder, even a later pick this year goes back the other way. Now their picks at the moment, Melbourne uh, are a little bit deeper because obviously uh, they traded out their first round pick last year. Uh, they've got pick 27, pick 54, pick 67, pick 72. So you'd think if, if one was going back the other way, it'd probably be 54, but still a little bit of work to do, I think, on that one. But I, I do think that's a chance to go through this afternoon. And, yeah, I, I'm off the view that, look, it's Melbourne wanted as as target a, a top yeah. seven selection as part of this one, but um, he's out of contract, which obviously is a stumbling block, and, and Fremantle haven't been wanting to, to use any more capital to, to get up the board. Now, the Demons have been the best in the AFL at, at edging up the board, and they've done it year on year on year. So if they were to get 
an extra second round selection if it was tied to the Dockers? Could they then either now or, or wait closer to the draft to try and push up from pick 13 and use that as some yep. collateral to do that? So I think there's been some progress made on the, the Luke Jackson deal, and I don't think it's a mile away. Okay. That's an interesting one. Brody Grundy, because that's in some ways tied to it, in some ways not tied well, to I it. Think, but... I think for Collingwood's point of view, it is tied to it. Yeah. And the Pies have wanted a top 25 pick. Melbourne has picked 27. Uh, that probably in the end gets that done, I think. But Collingwood has kept powder dry, powder dry until the Jackson deal is completed. And, and fair enough, you want to see what the, you, your, your handling club yep. might be able to push through. But I feel like 27 is close enough to, to, to 25 to, <laughs> um, to make that one happen. And, and clearly there's um, financial aspects of that deal that um, will come out in, in the rush of it all. But... Uh, yeah, I think that one's um, tracking along pretty pretty nicely. And um, Brody Grundy's kept his mouth pretty quiet across this time yes. and, and and just rolled with the punches a little bit. But um, he's going to be playing with Max Gore next year. Isaac Rankin, a move taking him to Adelaide because it's bubbled away and the framework of the deals we wrote over the weekend has been in place for, for quite some time. Yeah, I think it happens um, pretty Shortly, it could happen this this afternoon. I think it's looking more likely than unlikely that it happens this afternoon. Of course, there's been some minor delays in recent days, but that's been very minor end yeah. stuff. So, look, the, the the central piece of this deal, that being pick five, has been in train for a long while and, and agreed upon. But I think that uh, we'll see Isaac Rankin in Adelaide colours in the not too distant future. Look. Um, Gold Coast, of course, hasn't wanted to to lose Isaac Rankin, but in this case, having pick five for the Crows matched up pretty well, didn't it? And to to be able to negotiate an extra that's going to help um, probably for their academy selections next year, which we've talked about so much on Trade Radio and yep. Aval Exchange in the lead up as well, just how central that is to plan ahead and to know how many points you might have to bid and, and match for. So, yeah, I think we'll see Rankin in a Crows jumper not too soon. Do you think... Not too far away. Do you think Gold Coast, if it was always on the cards that it was a future first as opposed to pick five, do you think Gold Coast would have traded seven with bows? Uh, do, do you think the fact they knew they were getting five back has played into that decision somewhat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, I, I'm not sure that they would have been as willing mm. to put number seven on the table with Jack Bowes had uh, number five not been a part of this this arrangement with, with Adelaide for Rankin. So, yeah, that that's definitely played a, played a part in it. And I don't think a future first was ever really um, in their considerations. I mean, even though they are moving out pick seven, and, and we'll get to that in a second, but even though they are moving out pick seven as part of the Bose deal, having pick five gives them a prize selection. And I love the players who are going to be available for them at pick five in this year's draft as well. So uh, I think they're in a, a really good spot there and, and – they'll be able to take a, a, a nice player at that point. So, and we'll get to some of the top enders later mm. in the show. Josh Dunkley. This one seems as complex as any, I think, at the moment. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Uh, no progress here on this one. Um, the, the dogs have pushed for players as well to potentially be involved in this, as well as the future first round pick that could get out to about number 18 or 19 or 20 next year, even given there's a yeah. couple of academy players who... As we've spoken about with the Suns, who might push out or, or widen that uh, first round, and 
obviously the Lions are going to be pretty good next year if yep. they can get all this across the line as well. But Brisbane has been adamant the players will not be involved in the deal. So the Dunkley deadlock remains, and I think that will be the case until Wednesday. I, I, I can't see uh, that one playing out until that point. Do you have a feeling this could be one of the last ones done, if it is at all? Yeah, yeah, I do. Mm. I do. And look, we might see a little bit of movement. A lot of phone calls have been made already um, between a stack of clubs this morning and and I'm sure that'll progress across this afternoon as well. But yeah, I think this is a, a job for two days' time. <laughs> Jack Gunston, because as you wrote on afl.com.au last night, he was included in the uh, the six-team mega trade that didn't get off the ground, but where does his future lie now as a result of that? By extension, he was, yeah, and we'll yeah. get to the, the, the mega trade in a little bit because that deserves its own segment. <laughs> but... Yeah, this is where the big deals can get caught up in the smaller ones as well because Jack Gunston will get to Brisbane as a trade rather than through free agency, of course. So um, I think, you know, we know the free agency window, as you reported on last week, has ended on Friday. So that then enforces Gunston to make the move via trade. And that was done so Brisbane could um, maintain or not dilute its um, compensation pick for Dan McStay. I think Hawthorne's wanted to package up pick 24 and Gunston in a trade for Brisbane's pick 21, but the Lions aren't budging on that. So that pick 21 still looming as either a, a points booster for them or as part of a potential trade with Dunkley. Yeah. So that one's still got a little bit more to play out. But I mean, um, fortuitously, he when we were actually departing the NAB AFL draft combine yesterday, Jack was, was walking his dog around um, Margaret Court and <laughs> happened to bump into a lot of recruiters. <laughs> so that was quite... Uh, Did he get any clarity on his future? <laughs> I'm sure he asked. Uh, but that was quite a funny moment just to see that all unfold just by pure chance. But uh, yeah, this one will happen, but I don't think the Lions are going to be wanting to slide back those three spots to do it. Jack Bowes, who is headed to Geelong alongside pick seven. Now the intrigue here is that the Cats have already given up their future second round pick and that pick swap with the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. And as we reported on Saturday, that one looks set to be done for a future third round selection. So Bose will join Geelong and the Cats, Suns and AFL met on Friday um, at AFL House and it's a heavily scrutinized deal from the league given there's these extra elements and it's a, a first frontier type of um, call in terms of what's being given away and what's coming back uh, and the salary dumping elements to it, which we've spoken so much about and revealed on afl.com.au about a month ago that that pick seven would yeah. be a part of it. And since then, it's been a major storyline throughout this period. But that's set to be the price. And as you say, the Cats don't have a future second rounder to use regardless um, mm-hmm. unless they got one in for anything else. If it was part of a, a Sava Radigalia Deal. I yeah. haven't wanted to, to move Asava Radigalia. He's under contract. But, um, of course, Port Adelaide, and we'll get to this shortly, isn't able to use a future second round anyway to, mm. to get that done. So, um, yeah, that's looking like heading that way. Rory Lobb. This, well, we said we said Josh Dunkley could be on for two days' time. I feel like Rory Lobb could be as well. Well, given he's so intrinsically linked to the Dunkley deal, I, yeah. I think it is. Um, and his ties also... Um, stick with Luke Jackson as well yeah. in terms yep. of what Fremantle would, would get or, or lose or, or have to pay for Luke Jackson. And would they even consider anything before that's gone down that line? If Dunkley was to move and, and the dogs were to pick up 21 in a future first, would 
21 get lob across the line from a Dockers point of view? And would you end up taking or accepting essentially Rory Lobb and a future first round pick for Josh Dunkley if you're the Dogs? That's a good question. The other, the other question of that is if you're Fremantle, do you want to move on your leading goal kicker for, for pick 21? Yeah. Now it's better than what the pick is they've, they've put forward already. And, and that's been that second rounder a little bit deeper in the pool and, or a future second rounder. Yeah. I, my view on this one is that they've set out their stall so defiantly that he's not going, that it has to be something that you can then turn to your fan base on and say, this is the reason why we had to do it. And I think 21, as we've mentioned a number of times, he's actually older than what we thought he was as not, not we thought he was, but he's, he's older than what he would suggest in terms of how he's played footy. Cause when was he drafted? He was drafted. As 2013. A, how old would he be then? A couple of older, he's older than Zach Merritt, yeah. who, who was drafted a couple of spots before him. And of course that's the Bombers selection. They were weighing up both of them and, yeah. and ended up going with Merritt. So what is he 30 next year? I think so. It's a, it's an intriguing one to see how it plays out. I think if they were to get 21, you can, you can actually make the case that Fremantle you can then turn to its members and say, look, he's a 30 next year. Pick 21 is just too good to turn down. We can reset. We've got Luke Jackson into the football club. who's probably going to be spending a bit more time forward next year and we can get a really good player with the pick that we've got or potentially package it up a little bit to move a bit higher and, and, and make this into a win for us. Yeah. Just the way I'd be looking at it. Now, someone whose future's again, sort of tied to the Rory Lobb deal is Lloyd Meek. Mm. I believe the Hawks will want to get that done with a future third round pick, which will be better than their third round pick this year, which sits at number 52. But the Dockers, I'd imagine, will clearly want more than that. Yep. He's contracted. So they'd want a second or, or future second rounder for him uh, if they are going to let him go because, um, you know, he, he's he's contracted. He's also ready to play for them. And that's part of the issue as well, that he is ready to play. He, he, he's seeking opportunity. So. Yep. Look, the wheels might get spinning on this one after a Jackson deal is completed and, and given Hawthorne as well, isn't tied up in too many of these major deals. No. That's a priority for them to, to get him in. But at the moment, I still think there's a, a bit of a gap there. Do you think he becomes Hawthorne's number one ruckman straight away? I think he'd be eyeing that off. With Ben McAvoy retiring, obviously. Yeah. And Ned Reeves obviously had his moments throughout this year, had some injuries as well. Yep. Um, Max Lynch had his injuries as well. Max Ramsden, they, they drafted as a mid-season pick, but he's a youngster. So uh, I think that's the, the, the target for him, and that's the idea for him to, to go there. Couple, couple more. Tom Mitchell, another one that Hawthorne just thinking about in the background at the moment. Mm. Tied to the Brody Grundy deal to some degree, but I think the Pies would – I don't think the Pies would be parting with – the pick they get for Grundy for Tom Mitchell, I don't think that'd be part of their plans. It'd be a later selection. Um, he's keen to, to move. He's got a year to go on his contract. I think Hawthorne would be open to that as well if um, the right um, deal is reached. So it, would they put forward pick 41 or a combination of those third-round selections that they have? I, I don't think it'd be the pick, though, in the 20s for Grundy. Ollie Henry? Well, that one is that one is fascinating for me over yeah. the next couple of days. And look, there's the bi- there's bigger names in this trade period, and and we've gone through a few of them there. But this one, as uh, an interesting test case, is is really fascinating for me because you know if he was in this year's draft, uh, he would be taken. There's no doubt he'd be taken in the first twelve or thirteen selections. Yeah, potentially even higher. So he's two years on from that, but 
you know, same difference really. Mm. So he's picked 25 going to be enough at Collingwood. I just, I don't think except that. So, but then Geelong has more or less used up its chips. Yeah. And can't trade a future first now. Yeah. Which is going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. And just lastly, Jacob Hopper. Yeah, I think looking more and more likely that that one gets done. Um, and look, there's always been a confidence that that one gets yeah. done. And probably more and more likely that Ivan Soldo is a part of that, I think, mm-hmm. as as time goes through as well. Two years to go on his contract. But, um, you know, I think if he went there, he'd be circling the, the number one ruck role and, and wanting to dominate in that position. As you reported last week, went up to the Giants, met them, done the medical. So it's all ready and prepped. It's, I think it's a little bit about being over to him to, to make the call if he, if he wants to make the move. Because when you're under contract, you do have the final say. And we've seen players before. Just He's got not two answer, years left as well. Not answering their phone, not answering <laughs> the front door. Doesn't have to if he doesn't want to. <laughs> Kyle Hooker embedded himself in his um, in his house and just didn't answer the, f- the front door. I think when um, Essendon were keen to trade him to West Coast a few years ago and ended up quite a good result for him. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, one that yeah, I think I think that one gets done. We haven't quite reached the level. As, I think it was DeAndre Jordan of the LA Clippers in the NBA when he was about to hit free agency and his teammates locked him in the room. And told him that he, when the deadline when the deadline was nearing ever closer, and didn't let him leave until until the deadline had passed. But we will maybe get there one day. <laughs> All right, this is the trade exchange for rain built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install the rain. We'll take a quick break. We'll look at the mega trade which fell over on the weekend. We'll ask some draft combine questions of Cal as well. We'll take your questions. Oh four one nine one eight seven three two three. Give us a text, and we'll answer them shortly. This is the trade exchange. You're listening to Continental Tyres AFL Trade Radio. Engineered in Germany. Proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Too juicy. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.